Hi, my name's Sean Shaler. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek. If you pull back the blanket just a little bit, you can see there's a person under there. His name is Chris Ford. And we are back with you this week talking about Beginnings Part 2. This is the a week later, second... I still have COVID symptoms. Yes. <laughs> Not COVID symptoms. I still have the vaccines. Well, COVID, I mean, so... it's kind of yeah, but... COVID-ish symptoms. It's COVID-adjacent. Yeah. COVID-adjacent. Yeah. And... Uh, Chris is back this week and he still has the symptoms because it's actually only been about 10 minutes since we stopped recording the previous episode. Uh, we're doing our back to backs, but we wanted to put this one on separate weeks because we wanted to talk a lot about both of these episodes. This is part two beginnings part two. So it's legend of Korra book two spirits chapter eight. And so we're going to jump straight into the walkthrough of this episode and then we're going to give our ratings and then Chris is going to fall asleep where he is sitting and it's going to be amusing to me personally. But uh, it's not Chris's night to have the baby, right? Somebody else watched it? No, he, he's, sleep, he's sleeping through the night now. Oh, oh sweet. So. Well, then you can fall asleep kind of like conscious. Like if you pass yeah. out oh, hard. It, <laughs> it's been such a... Like he, he was, things, I kept telling my wife, like, we just need to let him cry. We just need to let him cry. And then it's she's so like, well... Hard. I don't even have kids go, and I still... Go, well, go to, when, he, when we go to his next doctor appointment, ask the lady, the, the doctor... <laughs> what should we do and then she was like just let him cry i was like well how long and she was like it doesn't matter just let him cry he's fine <laughs> oh that breaks my uh, heart and it's, i don't even have and, kids it breaks my heart and it, it took like two days for him to start sleeping at night because he, he's just crying because he wants attention so now he knows he's not going to get that attention so he just stops crying that's awesome uh well so like the the important part here though is if you pass out on this couch just like no no guilty conscience like oh i didn't accidentally ignore a kid our kid is fine. So that's good news. That's good news. Yeah, but Chris, we're gonna we're gonna get you there soon. But first, you gotta walk us through this episode, then we're gonna Oh, uh, I almost spoiled something. Then we're going to normally discuss our <laughs> ratings. Alright. Uh last we left, Robin and Vatu were split up by by uh Juan. By Juan. <laughs> And then, all right. So now Juan is traveling the world. He's like, oh, he found some airbenders, and so he, which they can, uh, you know, they can actually airbend clouds and, and float on yeah, they them. They were straight up flying, like, like in a Mario yeah. game or something. Like which I find really interesting that, like, just years and years after that, like airbenders probably became too attached to the world, and maybe that, um, you know, kept them from doing those moves, or those moves just got lost some somewhere. I like the attachment yeah. theory. I come down off the land yeah. turtle, intermingle uh, as a world, become more Also, um, so, so Juan goes over there. And so, uh, listen to the commentary on this. Brian said something like, you know, the ideal of this village is that they, they, be, they build these houses out of very disposable things, like very biodegradable things, because part of the philosophy is like not leaving a single mark on the world when they leave it. I thought, man, that's really cool, but yeah, it's so far different from the current airbenders. Current airbenders are like, let's build these statues, let's build this whole entire temple. What if we had a room that was just full of statues and it was massive? Like, okay, like they, like even when you know, Ang, you know, and Ang was mad when that one temple was being destroyed, like, which he should be. But I'm just saying, like, so much of that has changed. So, so much of that philosophy has changed. You know, the airbenders before were just like, we want to leave. Nothing permanent on this world, which is a really cool idea, especially for airbenders. It fits in line with them totally. It kind of um, fits even the nomad motif and everything. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and Brian brought up 
like they're far more nomadic like they can just pick up and, and go mm-hmm. um so yeah um so then he he gets bending oh dark spirits attack the air place the air village and uh one fights them off with fire and then and then Rava comes in and she fights off and then but she's still getting smaller and then uh Fatu's like, I think this time I'm going to destroy you forever. You know, that's not really important. But or possible. True, not possible either. Um and then For the record, your Vatu impression, spot on. I dig it. Oh great. One is like uh, hey Lion Turtle, like if I'm gonna face vatu like i need more bending he's like no human has held more than one bending before he's like i'm no ordinary human like go hurt me and then and the lantra is like perhaps <laughs> like they then the commentator make fun of this like the, just the perhaps line because he was oh just so nonchalant about it just so go with the flow they're like yeah it's because he's an air turtle like he's, yeah, he's- He's like, oh, perhaps. <laughs> His investment in individual humans is limited. Yeah. And then um, and then he said to, to Juan, like, Rava has to hold it for you until you can master it. Um, which I just now really focus in on that master line because there's somewhat of a, of a, of a plot hole, not really a plot hole, um, that... In the future, when Rava is ripped from Korra, Korra can still airbend in Waterbend. Like she's she's shown airbending up to uh, to this tree of time. And so, at first, you're thinking to yourself, like, well, how is that possible? Like, how, like, Rava is ripped from her. How does she even have all four bending? Well, she's already mastered it, and so that could be why, because the blind turtle said you have to master it first. So she already mastered it. I have a theory that ones. The one soul, which is reincarnated after and after and after, like his soul already unlocked all those all those uh, chakra paths, and so I mean that's your soul. So when he dies, that just keeps being unlocked and unlocked. Like he doesn't need Rava for the four. His soul itself doesn't need Rava for the four elements, but does need Rava for the power boost, the knowledge, and everything. But his soul itself, those chi paths already open, and I think that supported by a couple of things like everyone reincarnates in the avatar universe um, at least that's very very much alluded to um, unless some some exceptions like iroh um, because there is no afterlife like the spirit world isn't the afterlife and michael Bryan said that a couple of different times like that's its own entity and like sure you can if you reach which i didn't say this but to mix it in with i believe buddhist teachings uh, part of that is like reaching nirvana, right? They 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 think reincarnation. They believe reincarnation is is a thing. And the only way to escape reincarnation is to reach spiritual enlightenment or nirvana, right? And so I feel like Iroh, being the spiritual person he is, reached that spiritual enlightenment, and so he was able to transcend and break the reincarnation cycle and transcend to the spirit world. And that's why he's able to 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 be there. Um. Yeah, I forgot where I was going exactly uh, with that. But anyway, back to the difference between sort of being able to have bending and having, and then oh, to hold right. it independently as sort of a mastery. Yes, is where you, I think is where you were headed. 
Yeah. So uh, Rava has to hold the bending for him until he can uh, master. I think he was mastering fire though, because he was fire bending. He was like, "All right, I'm ready." I think at that point he felt like he mastered fire, and so since he mastered fire, he was able to hold another one. Although mm, that kind of contradicts with the line. I I'm feel just like going to refer to it as a montage where everything doesn't have to be yeah. chronological. It was just a training <laughs> montage in an action movie. Yeah. So, Are you ready for a montage? Montage! <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a, in my head, that's kind of what it was like. I didn't have to take it as a, sort of a canonical chrono- chronology yeah. so much as just okay. like, a, hey, this is our, our journey to achieving all <laughs> yeah. four bending. But yeah, I don't. Maybe I'm making too light of it. And then, uh, so then Juan gets airbending. He's like, it's so different. Like, and he has this really great conversation with Rava about humans. And you know, he was like, you know, most humans don't even know that life exists outside of a land turtle. And she's like, most humans only think of themselves, which is totally true. Like that goes to <laughs> that goes to the lack of empathy that that people have. Like, it's if something doesn't directly affect you or people you know. And, and I'm guilty of this as, as well, right? Like, we're all guilty of this. I mean, it's a sort of preservation instinct in a second, right? You're yeah. looking out for number one. I, yeah. I get it. And do it. Sorry. Um, I mean, it's not like if, I was you, above it you, personally. Like, I understand this, but I would never. I mean, how could, could you... I feel like a good place to address this. Maybe it did. Like, you can't be <laughs> that thoughtful of every single one of your actions, <laughs> Yeah, um, I forget and, the, and, the and guy's where, name. And where they, the the guy who almost had it right, what Brian something. Yeah, I forget his name, but yeah, yeah. No, that um, was a really nice message from the good place. I thought is that you can't know every single consequence of everything. Like, like they're getting negative points for buying a cell phone because oh, well, the parts in that cell phone were made by hands that weren't paid well. Like oh, you get dot points for that. No, or this part here, these people weren't paid. Like it, it's so, it's. Humanly impossible. That being said, try practice empathy. Uh, try to think outside of. There's, there's no excuses. Try to think outside of your own personal bubble, even even if it's just you know a little bit. Uh, yeah, I uh, like I said, everybody. It's a it's a natural instinct to look out for yourself first. No, I'm not pointing any fingers, but that uh, hey, this show, Legend of Korra, way to way to point things out like that uh, when you could certainly avoid such topics. And no one <laughs> yeah. would say anything if you chose not to uh, discuss such things. Yeah. So uh, someone goes on a, which I love this world traveling type of deal, uh, which I think is is uh, it's really cool. And I think it epitomizes that. I feel like Juan's journey lays the foundation, which of course it does, for future Avatar. So a future Avatar must respect wildlife. Like it must. Um, respect spirits. It must travel the world to, to gain a better understanding of it, and that's what Juan did. That's what Aang did to an extent. That's what Korra didn't do. You know, travel the world part, which I think she was uh, negatively affected by that, which that was not her fault at all. Uh, White Lotus' fault and her dad's fault. In Juan's yeah. way, his travels even had like a tangible result. Like, you know, the training training with Team Avatar and mastering the elements, but like he was literally going around to acquire them, so it had a much sort of visceral, is that the right word? Uh, result of his travels. Yeah. Which is a nice precursor. Uh, and then he comes across, uh, so he gets all the bending elements from the different turtles. And he comes across this village where 
oh no, this uh, this firebender like shoots at Rava, and which I found cool because Rava just stood there and 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 uh, Juan blocked it, which I feel like means that Rava trusted Juan enough to block. Like she didn't flinch. <laughs> um, and uh, so I feel like that's a, a little hint of them building their relationship. So then they get in the humans. Oh, his friend is back, and his friend is pretty much saying the garbage stuff that he got. He was inspired by by Juan. Juan's like, "Whoa, dude, chill." Um, <laughs> and uh, that's not they at get all what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bro, I didn't even say anything. I just went out there. This, this is all just a fluke, and you. <laughs> that's, that's true. Like he didn't go out with like a big. Uh... A yeah. big sort of metaphysical end game of mine is like I, I just gotta go out here and not die. <laughs> it's a... it wasn't a teaching tool. <laughs> um, so then, and Stinky comes back, and they all get in a fight, and then Vatu's there to kind of ignite the fire him, even more. I love the AA calls him Stinky. Stinky, like, like, even respecting him calls him Stinky. Yeah, it's very respectful. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and. And one, and they start fighting because the spirits are turned dark. And Juan is trying to push them back. He's like, "Rava, we need to combine our forces. Maybe then we can stop them." Which I absolutely love this moment. Like I get chills besides the chills I'm having <laughs> now. I'm just thinking about, about like this Emotional is the first chills, Avatar, not, not vaccine chills. <laughs> this is the first Avatar state moment where they, you know, they're combining both of their energies. And Juan goes up. He's being all for elements, and. uh and I think this was impactful twofold. It just shows the power, well, one for whatever, shows the power of understanding spirits and being one. Right? This is the embodiment of spirits and humans getting along together. Um, and even, you know, Stinky's like, not Stinky, AA is like, Stinky. Like, he's amazed by his power. And his friend is like, he's bending all four elements. Like, this, it was just so cool to see people's reactions to this. Um, it's funny to see the spirits, uh, you know, the spirits, he's a sort of metaphysical entity being impressed by something like that. So yeah, it's kind of a telling of the, I don't know, yeah. reminding us as the audience, like, oh yeah, this wasn't normal yet. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I have a theory on why there's split animals in the Avatar universe. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, if a spirit possesses a, a person they start to take on those traits, right? But if a spirit, what if a spirit uh, took over an animal? Man, that would then they would get their traits along with uh, that traits. It's a it's not a theory that I even hold on to, but it's just a theory that I'm putting out there. Yeah, but because like, a lot of the spirits, if a spirit like, platypus goes into a bear, uh, then the bear gets exactly. platypus traits. Yeah, I mean, because some spirits are just animals, like the panda. Like, well, one of his versions is just a panda, <laughs> which is uh, interesting of itself. Um, so maybe a panda took over, uh, I don't know, some other thing. I don't Well, Do and I feel like spirits could be sort of rambunctious enough that if they're running around on Earth, that, you know, yeah. I could see one just like, hey, let's jump into this guy's brain for a sec. Yeah. Uh, oh, another point. Like, it's not fair that the spirits can take over, uh, can take over like certain areas of the world. Like, humans don't get to go over the spirit world. Like, it's way up in the north and south pole. Like, you know, it's just a little, just a little unfair there. Spirits. 
It's not very nice. <laughs> um, and then, uh, all right. So then, you know, it's great, great moment. Really cool. But Juan's not able to hold it because if he does, he's going to die. Um, and then he passes out. And then the, uh, they like to say wipe out a lot because they can't say kill. <laughs> right. Everyone's like, wipe them out. Annihilate, wipe them out. too. They say annihilate, annihilate yeah. later. Yes. I don't remember who says, but. I think Vatu says annihilate. Yeah. Because like, Juan wakes up. He's kill. like, nobody dies. Got, we got to go back. They just and then was like, your friends have been annihilated. <laughs> Would have been better. So I mean, if they're he dead. The no, the no, no, route. no. They're annihilated. They're not. Well, I mean, they're they're, they're taking <laughs> long naps. You mean they're dead? Uh, I got a thing. Uh, yeah, mom's I got it. Calling me. I got to take this one. I got I got to prep for harmonic convergence. I gotta, excuse me. I gotta go work out. Steal some souls. You know. I know. Oh, uh, another random thought that I had. I really want to maybe do a video someday. It'll be complete theory, perhaps, on just the mythology of Avatar. Like, what came, or what, what, how did the universe start? Because Robin, like, Vatu has said, like, me and Rava has done this fight since the beginning of time, right? But then Rava refers to the lion turtle as ancient one, which means the lion turtle must be older than Rava if she's referring okay, to him about, as ancient one. I don't know about one. must. Must I don't know about must. Yeah, okay. I think there's some implication that it could be, but it could also just be a very endearing term of respect. Uh, in my mind, Rava and Vatu's constant battle is it, obviously there's literally nothing to support this. But I like to think of them as like like the forces of of like a Big Bang, like they their fights they destroy an entire universe, and then it takes ten thousand years or whatever Rava said for her to like bounce back and and restore balance again, and then the other direction or uh, I don't know. Like they're they're like the the life force energy that causes the Big Bang and the yeah. creation and then re implosion later or something like that. Um, I, we've we've talked before about calling it the ancient one though. I think that could just be like a you're, I mean you're approaching an ancient being and trying to approach respectfully. I don't know if he has to be older. Uh, okay. And then uh, let's see. All right. So then that's pretty much it until they get to the fight. Um. But Rava, no, Rava says some really nice things like, I'm sorry, Juan. Like, I didn't know that humans could be so considerate like you. And Juan was like, hey, you know, don't don't count us out. Yeah, this is my first harmonic convergence. I did and, not realize uh, until we started talking, it's kind of fun that their, like, relationship grows like friends and partners or yeah. partners, not the right word. But um, I don't know. I hadn't really thought of that until we were just discussing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they go to harmonic convergence and uh <laughs> and Vance is pretty much like, I will destroy you forever. Like, oh, and Juan is like, You have to get through me before you get to her. And he's like, huh, no human could stand up to me. And I love this is one of my favorite lines in Avatar. He's like, like cause it's such a hard flets. It's such a BA line. He's like, Have you heard the legends? I'm not an ordinary human. And it just like, and he just starts fighting, and the music kicks in. Ah, it's it's such a great line. I love would've it. Would have been great if you had heard a lion turtle in the distance, just be like, perhaps, <laughs> <laughs> just like a very faint. What if? What if? What if? Uh, Avatar did do like cutaways. You know how like Scrubs does, and yeah, <laughs> you just see that the the, the air, show would be so the air nomad turtle just be like shrug, like eh, maybe. Um. <laughs> 
Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, so then, I would have laughed really hard. So then they're fighting. Juan is kind of like losing the fight. He's like, Rava, we need to fuse. Like, and so they, they, Rava enters him and he's like shaking and stuff. But he, it's so cool how he's fighting against, like, he's, he's making the air cloud. He's, even though it's a great fight because he's getting hit, but also he's like doing some damage also. Um, so I, I really love this fight. And then Vatu, like, to go along with, with, with Juan's like big flats, his, his big BA statement. I feel like Vatu also gives a great BA statement. It's like, <laughs> he he monologues. Kind of monologuing. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, he's like, I have lived ten thousand lifetimes. I existed before ten thousand. You know, I existed ten thousand lifetimes. But your kind, before your kind, even crawled out of the mud. He's like, I am to fight me, to give me strength, to hate me, to power me. And with me, you face oblivion. And then just that music that when he does his beams, this extra music in where it's like, and it's just uh, the music, the sound score, the sound design it is really great in, in this episode. Um, yeah, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to reserve some commentary for our ratings. Yeah, yeah. I think retains the spoiler. <laughs> um, and then. Harmonic convergence starts. The two poles fuse together, and uh, and I love this. Like their symbols start shining, and then, like Latu shines, and then Juan shines, and you can see it inside of them. And then they they could have done a better job kind of swinging this, but it might have just been a waste of time. Um, you might just be like, all right, just like they didn't explain like what why exactly Juan touching the spirits. Why did that fuse them together? Um, I'm guessing it's because when the North Pole and South Pole spirit beams are, are fused together that it's a, it's an extra power because they're a fusion they'll fuse any other spirits that are together for good that's what I'm going to take with it I mean <laughs> that's really more than the episode that, gives me so I'm going to take what you're telling me yeah um, oh then I, I, I love when they fuse permanently because then Ravel's like we are bonded forever and it's just it's so cool like I just love it and then in the Avatar state, Juan bends, and he, you know, he's just, he's just, you can just tell he's on another level now. Um, and he, he locks up, he does the... He does the Ozai bit. The, the sphere, the sphere yeah. trap, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, but, but like instead of it being around Aang on the, on the offense, he uses it for defense, which is really cool. And then he locks him in the Tree of Time. Um, which that Tree of Time is actually connected like its roots are somewhat connected to the um, big tree in the swamp like they're kind of the the yin and yang of, of each other i guess I did not uh, does it say that somewhere in the in the tv I show i think i've kind of read sick. that somewhere oh i love it that's awesome oh uh, yeah so then uh one defeats vatu and then, you know, he talks about how he'll close the spirit portal, spirits must go back to the spirit world. He will teach mankind to respect the spirits and the lands. He'll be the bridge between their worlds. It's such a, a great line. Like I say, he keeps laying the foundation for being the avatar. Um, and then, uh, oh yeah, and then 
he, you know, it was a great little montage here to catch up on. And at the end there, his death, you know, he's he's on the battlefield, Riri, like on the brink of dying. He's like, it's like a hellish post-apocalyptic. <laughs> it's like the, the Whedon version of Justice League. It's all brown and fiery and weird yeah. and crap. It's... He's like, Rava, even with Vatu gone, darkness still remains. I wasn't able to 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 def- defeat evilness. And then Rava says like one of my favorite lines in all of Avatar. She says Oh, we will be together for all your lifetimes and we will never give up. Like this is so great and why and then his soul and Rava's uh both fuse things come out of him, then you hear a baby scream. Which, funny enough, I was watching this while holding my, my baby son. He streamed at the same time. I'm like, man, there's just more proof he's the Avatar. <laughs> that your baby's the Avatar? Yeah. Awesome. It, just... it was like, wee! He was like, wee! <laughs> then I did the the Lion King circle live thing. And <laughs> you, you like hum the melody because he can't remember the words? Yeah, at least that's yeah. what I always do. I know a lot of the words in circle live. From the day we've... No, no, of the the... <laughs> Just the the tribal. I'm gonna refer to it as like the tribal chant at the beginning oh. part where you just like, something like that. Yeah, and I just make make it. I'm just like when I do it yeah. to Charlie. Yeah, no, the words in Circle of Life, uh, touching song. Okay, very cute. Yeah. Uh, and that is the episode. Let's. Uh, I'm so excited to talk some ratings. Um, I didn't reformat it in any way. I kind of wish I had, but I didn't. Uh, and so we can have what we have. So you go ahead, go first. All right. Audio visual. Wait, story. Yeah, audio visual. 10. 10 at the gate. There are some great fights in this. Not only that, but the background, they, they switched it up um, to kind of do the whole influence of being the first avatar. They use, the backgrounds are like actual inspired by uh, Chinese or Japanese um, art. Like that's how a lot of art looks. And I think it's so beautiful. The fight choreography, really great. Are Rama um, and Batu it, supposed to be like kites? They got like the streamer tails and they kind of look like kites? Uh, yeah, that, that probably could be. I, mean, I don't I don't know what I would do to make it different because you kind of don't want to make them humanoid. Yeah, you want them to be some super... Not super net. Well, yeah, like you don't want them to represent something. Uh, there's there's so much of a force that you. I mean, it's hard to put a very physical thing on them, mm-hmm. even to turn them into a. I probably wouldn't change it because I, I like how it. Like I like how it. I don't know it looks at times, but it's just kind. Of, it's it's a little bit. Weird. Um, nah, also, the, I feel like the the uh, voice acting was really top notch, uh, Steve. Guy from Walking Dead did a really great job as Juan. Um, and then I love the sound mixing, Vatu's voice, Rava's voice. Um, so much of it was, was really good. So 10 on that. Uh, story 10. This is the beginning, like its title. Like, we, we, there was such a huge lore drop that without doubt I had to give it a 10. Like, we learned so much about the Avatar. It really just expanded the world while still honoring and being uh, canon to establishing a new canon 
to the to the Avatar universe. I mean, I, I love just learning more about the Avatar universe. Like, it could just be a like well, those one of my favorite aspects about um, about Kyoshi novels. Just learning more and more about the the mythology and the lore of it and the world building. Uh, really great. So ten, memorable, without a doubt, a ten. Like, there's so many lines in this that are like some of my favorite lines in Avatar. Like, some top ten lines of both series just from this one episode maybe two lines um but that's huge and so this episode is so memorable for me like this is one episode that i can go back like if i'm just like i want to watch a really good episode of avatar that, that's very self-contained i go and i watch watch this because it's, it's two of my favorite episodes although i hate that the blu-ray they're on separate discs like gosh i hate that for real <laughs> yeah oh that hurts Mm, just Netflix uh, so, in the interim. Netflix in the interim. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, if you know how to do math, that brings your weight average score to a ten. Uh, I'm nervous. Please still be my friend. Uh, no. Audiovisual went eight point five. Uh, I love all of the things that you mentioned. The tremendous voice acting. Uh, the sound design more detailed and better than normal. I love the art style. I'm gonna distinguish though. I love the art style. I do not like the animation. The animation in this, and I think it was on purpose, the actual animation of characters and making things and the way they moved and everything, I did not like it at all. Uh, it was weird to me. It felt cheaper. It felt uh, cheaper, lazier. I feel awful for saying it out loud. Um, you should. I, I do. That's why I said it. Uh, there's something about the animation. So not the art style, not the overarching just artistic appearance of it, but the way that they actually animate things, make things move, feels cheaper in this episode, and it bugged me. I couldn't not, uh. couldn't not notice it. I don't can't. I'm sorry. Um, uh, when so like when one is fighting and he's doing that like weird flicker effect thing. It looked like a shitty, like I can't even describe it. Like a well, bad. I don't, I don't know how you. I don't know. I don't know how you. Uh, weird. I don't know. I don't know what you do. Uh, I would have gone I mean, for I guess just, just more I guess like just a translucent. Like just a slight amount of tra- like pale amount and translucent kind of or something like oh, that. Okay. I don't know. It felt like a bad Photoshop effect on my favorite show that I like for its animation. So I'm gonna blame. Now you know I don't know who to blame. I'm just gonna say that I couldn't stop noticing it. So. Uh, but point still like 8.5 out of 10. Like that's still very high on audiovisual scale and everything else was literally perfect. I loved it all. Something about the animation. Holy crap. Holy crap. Chris, I hate it when the curtain gets pulled back. I hate it so much when people, they, they're trying to take so many abstract concepts and trying to, you go ahead and go, I want to talk to our audience, talk some sense to them. I hate it when the curtain long gets enough my back. eyes closed. I will go to sleep. I hate it when they when they pull the curtain back, try to make a big deal or or tell the real big picture. But it leaves me with more questions than answers. You even said it. You, you didn't know what you were admitting to, but you even admitted one point where there's like they they don't explain it. like they want these abstract concepts to explain it. But to me, it's like like a story getting too big for its britches, kind of. And I hate it. And I hate it when TV shows do that uh, in the fictional realm. I I ugh, gross. Um. And then I also, uh, I, I don't like the whole harmonic convergence thing. Like why harmonic convergence happens. That's never explained. There's just some random shit that happens for what? Like that never gets touched on at all or really yet. Because like, things align. Like, how, how could you explain harmonic 
convergence. That's like, my point is, like, we're pulling the, the curtain the back on these things. I would rather just, like, leave it just be a mystery rather than try to, like, like pull it partway and show us. Like, it's almost trying to explain why the winter solstice is a spiritual time that, Ro- that Aang is able to talk to Roku. Like, what? Like, it. Like, uh, what, what is the the science behind that the moon is but, but they in don't front, try to but they don't really spot. try to touch on that stuff they just they just kind of hey uh it that i don't know that's like getting into legends <laughs> of the Lord stuff but they don't they don't try to explain that they're just like oh it's the solstice and ang's gonna talk to roku and i'm like you know what it's fiction i can buy into that but here you gotta pull the curtain back and like try to build this like crappy pseudoscience behind i hate it this is why people don't like book two this is it. The the second episode of beginnings and trying to pull us together. I think is why I don't people think it's don't beginnings. Like I think I think there's a small from my I think there's a small faction of people that um that don't that don't like things explained to them. Um they rather just go with the allure. Some people don't like that that it's uh more concrete good and bad, but I'm fine with that. sometimes there's good and bad in the world. <laughs> um and and finding there's destruction and chaos, and so there, I'm fine with a more black and white uh, construct. What was the um, point? What I was think, the point of it being bad that they were separated when they lock them into a tree, but then the world does not uh, get you know like. Well, agile. that's a good question, Sean. So because was, he wasn't destroyed. But they tried to make it important, but then at the end, it's not. Because he sort of it's sort of stalemate, if you will, right? It it sort of devalues the whole first episode which of of the two episodes beginnings part one i love basically everything about beginnings part one but beginnings part two they like i said they try to pull this curtain back a little bit farther and it just delves into it's it's too big too abstract and it's why the other three seasons of cora are better than this one sorry the the uh well then i just want to say you know factually you're wrong I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not factually okay. wrong about the other no, no, seasons of Cora being better. I might uh, be wrong. In no, 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 reasons, no, 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 no. But I'm not wrong right about up. that. My my rationale so, could. Someone's going to comment like, "Be flawed." You remember that time that Jamie was on and we made fun? Of, they would say, "Say we made fun of her about the ships." And so oh, yeah, someone yeah, commented yeah. like, "They didn't even let. They just tore it down all right." Someone's going to be like that to me. Um. Uh no, and I would never. Uh, I'm never good at articulating my ideas and stuff. No, no, you articulate. I think. Yeah, I get your point. Um, but so I think that's a preference thing of not for a lot of people that they they don't want the curtain pulled back. Mm, um, I think I think they explain the world pretty well while adding stuff to the universe. I mean, there's some stuff that I mean, there's there's tons of stuff throughout Avatar that you're like, wait, why is this that? Um, and they're like, we don't want to, we don't care to explain that. Like even in even in uh, you know the original series. Uh- I think um, that the the only uh my my defense of of myself is going to be that if you get rid of the harmonic convergence stuff in most of the second episode and yeah you're going to miss out on some really cool things some really cool fights and all that some lore but if you get rid of that and you just say hey you separated us and now chaos is loose in the world the only way to solve this is if we if we work together. You have to let me fuse with you, and your life is going to be a mission now. Like, you've just sacrificed your whole life to be on this mission, and all of your future lives... It sounds like a curse, kind of. But I would have been way more into just buying that of, like, hey, this is how the Avatar spawned, was to combat darkness and chaos and evil throughout the rest of history and just cut it off there. 
and that would have been perfect to me. That's a I mean, perfect that's, explanation for. But we had to I mean, add in this whole they, other unnecessary crap that like adds more questions and more like abstract things that aren't needed to tell the story that I'm trying to get to. Uh, it's not. It's like they explain. I mean, they they would have if Juan didn't trap him. It would have been black or white, one or the other. It would have been Ra was completely destroyed, or or uh, or Juan is destroyed. And then if you if uh, so, Juan you know trapped Vatu, which is honestly a good idea, right? Because then you are you are trying to prevent harmonic convergence that battle from ever happening again. Because if, if Korra doesn't uh, undo the spirits and Vatu's stuck, like, and they're like, all right, well, the world isn't relatively uh, balanced enough that <laughs> the Avatar with Bravo's life spirit can try to um, dampen out any, any fires. If he had killed him and he would have came back, which is something that uh, Korra's predecessor, uh, successor 10,000 years down the line is going to have to deal with. Um, and, and also, I mean, Juan says at the end, like, even with Vatu locked away, like, darkness and chaos still ensues because he didn't completely destroy um, Vatu. I, I would have been would have been happier personally and found it to be like a more gratifying sort of origin story without all the other stuff. And just to say, hey, you separated us. And now it is your last mission and all of your future last missions to help me try to maintain balance in the world. And uh, the manifest, like Vatu, is just sort of a manifestation of all. Of, of oh, all you don't want any. Har- you don't want any harmonic convergence. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You, you, you don't want and, them fighting at all. You just want Vatu. No, no they were fighting, running. and now we're separated. And then, I mean, I guess you could have some kind of harmonic convergence fight. Like, hey, this is where they meet up. This is like they're they're coming back together. They're getting attached. They're gonna have this final battle. Maybe it could, but. I, I don't know that I like my my origin story of Juan and the Avatar. Uh, so if you separate everything else out about this book and just focus on like my origin story of the Avatar and of Juan uh, and the role the Avatar plays, I would have been just as happy to to just see them. Like I said, I, it sounds more like a punishment than anything. Like you've just doomed your whole lineage of people to like have to be the Avatar and, and help maintain balance in the world by uh, fighting against this yeah. manifestation of Vatu in the form of chaos and evil. And that would have been an extremely satisfying origin story. Granted, it would have ruined everything else about this season. I just don't like, I, you know, I, I get it. Uh, I get, I get why it's there, but I just don't like it as much as this other origin story that I think could have happened. Uh, they would have just had to d- do something different with the season or skip the season altogether. I don't care. Whatever. I just, <laughs> I'm devaluing this season too much. It's not that bad. It's the least favorite of the four, but in the context, it's still very. It's, good it's my television. least favorite of the four, but it has probably some of, you know, my favorite parts. I don't, hate uh, this and all that has to do with the thing I hate about this season is the inconsistent writing from season one. There just seems like some characters' arcs and their relations with each other are drawn back so they can grow again because you know they thought they had one season. Um, and they asked for one season. Anyway, they had one season. And so, like, certain characters' arcs was kind of... Like, Korra was pretty um, fleshed out. Granted, it was, I think she was prematurely fleshed out at the end of season one. Um, but she goes back on Tenzin, which that's annoying. Like, they, they don't trust each other, even throughout everything they've been through. Lin doesn't trust uh, Maku enough. But Lin doesn't trust Maku enough. Like, those things infuriate me about season two. I feel like that's where... 
it it uh it uh suffers the most you know how, like even when i complain about uh like avengers movies versus like i mean i always prefer the individual ones better it's because they just they're like they're dealing with like a more grounded in their universe's reality story but like a like a narrower scope and a smaller story and i just i always always prefer that i always find that more interesting uh than than trying to go i guess too big uh, with the story and all that stuff. It always appeals to me more. So that, I mean, honestly, that's my biggest problem with this book. But relative, like I said, relative to other TV, I'm crapping on this season too hard. I'm still happy to watch this season. Uh, but it just, it falls in line with all the other types of movies and things that I typically would not uh, appreciate or like as much. And this, the second episode of Beginnings, Beginnings Part 2, is a, is a microcosm of that whole thing so uh throw, throw shade if you will audience i apologize uh for for not being able to provide good logic to my opinions but i will not apologize no, for my i think opinions. you you know, i think you're wrong uh i'm kidding <laughs> um, uh, no, i think you you made some uh valid points and articulated your point but i really well but i have thank you i appreciate the discussion and i that's very exciting to talk because we usually don't differ quite this much but i do have some good news and that's that memorable when I think of memorable and I think of X factors, is there any episode that like sticks out as much as this one in a, in a good way? Uh, and you probably said it best. Like if you just want to go watch a good episode of avatar and you pull these up when I'm thinking of like, uh, when I'm just thinking about avatar and Korra, and if I think of Korra, this might be the first episodes that come to mind period. Uh, just even like top of mind, they're so engaging. They're so unique, but good. They're unique in a good way. Um, so it's not redemption for all of the sins I committed above with my other ratings, uh, but I have such a tremendous amount of respect for the role that these episodes play and how well they're put together. So, Chris, it's actually, I don't think it's our biggest differential in points, but it's close. Like, it's probably top two, <laughs> uh, top two or three point uh, differentials. But let's be 1. honest, like 8.6 is still a great episode. Like, that's still going to rank in this season's <laughs> top five for me, probably if I'm not mistaken. So uh, let's let's make no mistake. Still very happy with this episode. Just not Chris happy because I bring the average down to a 9.3, which is a hefty, hefty average. Um, so that's a great, yeah, it's a good average. Even, even all of my qualms and, and hatred and there's still, and you know, that's probably, what a nice microcosm of the Avatar universe in a nutshell. Even when I'm not, as happy with it, I'm still saying, hey, I would way rather watch this than most other things that will ever appear on my television. This is not at all even close to a mediocre episode. It's still an excellent episode uh, in my opinion. Just got some problems with it, that's all. Chris has no problems with it. It is perfect in Chris's head. I'm a, I have a little, I've mentioned a little bit of problems, but not enough to take away from the not reflected, perfect score. Not reflected in your ratings, Chris. We're going to have to start rating on a scale of 100 so we can get more detail. <laughs> Going on 100s. I'm sorry. It's the only way. It'll be 100, 100, 100. 100. <laughs> I have qualms, but it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, if we did that, I'd probably be like, uh, let's see, ninety. Uh, let's see. No, audio visual get a hundred. Um, story will probably get like a ninety. You didn't feel like the animation was clunky at all, like just a no, little no. like lower frames per second or something going on there. You nothing. No. No. Oh. Okay. Well, that's fair. Usually, no, I feel like I'm the one. That's fair. 
I, I, I gotta be honest. That weird pause flickery thing that they did—that was the worst one. I thought I was looking at like a somebody like yeah. doing some, but uh, the fight scenes. I give you the fight scenes of these large abstract objects. Uh, those are excellent. Like watching Rava just swat one over into the trees or the hill or whatever it was. I chuckled a little bit. I know you're not supposed to laugh, but I did laugh. I'm like, you know what? I used to tease Juan in our avatar rankings, but I kind of feel bad for him because she just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> uh, that's not very nice. Yeah, uh, I probably gave memorable 100. So it would have been uh, 90, average of 99 or something. I don't know. Yeah, me- memorable, there's no question. These episodes stick out like a. Uh, whatever the opposite of sticking out like a sore thumb is like when you stick out in a good way, like a golden thumb or something. I don't, I don't know what would stick out in a good way, but, um, uh, Hey, we would love to know your thoughts. It's not often that we're this divisive. So I hope it leads to some good, uh, good comments down below. Let us know your thoughts on, on the avatar origin story in these episodes. We'd appreciate hearing them. Chris, you got any final, final wrap ups? We didn't even mention Koro gets a oh, yeah. uh, gets a sky bias in the, I mean it's very small like yeah, she doesn't use it again. Yeah, but mm-hmm. uh hey, it's a nice touch of look at all these cute sky bison hanging out there. Final final thoughts on the whole picture, the big picture. Beginning great episode. Time. Amazing episode. Loved it. Where does it rank in your daughter's list? What order does she get to this one? Very high. Very, very high. <laughs> um, I was. Uh, I trust her opinions more than my own. When when she goes, if, if she ever is watching Korra, she starts off with beginnings part one, and then she puts another disc and finishes that, and then I think she goes in season three, and season four, then back to season one. Um, it's weird. Between the uh, two, but of us, I, we own uh, Avatar like three or four different ways, and none of them are on yeah. Voodoo. That's weird. We got to get us like a digital. Mm-hmm. A digital copy of that. And uh, she, when she went to bed the other night, and she's like, Daddy, what are you going to watch? I was like, well, I'm going to watch TV. She's like, what are you going to watch? She's like, don't watch Dr. Stone. Dr. Stone is a new anime I'm watching. I really like it a lot. It's about, um, it's about like the whole world, like modern times, the whole world, every single person turned into stone. Don't know why it's happened, but every person turned into stone. It's morbid as hell. 30, <laughs> 3,700 years go by. And... And uh, and this guy wakes up. He's really smart. Like he's he like he loves science, loves it. And then he he brings back his friend, and uh, and they're like getting chased by lions. And then they 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 know this one guy who's stoned. They're like, well, if we bring him back, because they have this type of liquid that they made, they can bring you back from being stoned. He's like, well, if we revive him, like he's really strong. Like we know he's really strong. He can take out these lions. So they revived him, and they they're all getting along for a while. But then uh, this guy is like this world is like amazing. Like there's no like adults, like there's no order. There's no one telling us what, what to do. And like beforehand, like everyone was always like, no, this is mine. This is mine. And in this stone world, like we can be better than this. And then he was like, Sinku, Sinku's the main character, this smart guy. And Sinku's goal is to bring back everybody. But this villain guy, he, he just wants to kill he must kill all the adults and only bring back the young. Cause he's like the young are, are pure. Like they're like they're not tainted and, and anything like that. So the whole show, like the like they're in the Stone Age, but this guy is so smart that he's like creating these things. He's using actual science. <laughs> like you can like the things he does can actually you can actually make it with these things that he's using. 
Um, he built a car because <laughs> uh, he used steam engine, and then he uh, made like carbon fiber for the for the outside of it and stuff. Because if you just take this chemical and this, you can make carbon fiber. Right um, now, it sounds like you're mixing Full Metal Alchemist and Breaking Bad. That's what I'm getting from this yeah, vibe right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I told, uh, yeah, I tweeted out, it's like Breaking Bad, but if Walter White was actually a good character and if the show was actually enjoyable to watch. <laughs> but Walter, so my daughter's into Walter it. Walter White is an asshole. Yeah, so my daughter's into it, and she's like, don't watch Doctor Stone without me. I'm like, all right, I'll just watch Cora, but I'm going to watch her two favorite episodes. She's like, ugh. She's like, but that's okay. I can watch it later. I'm like, all right. Uh, so then you had to, uh, you had to go back to Cora to watch this with her. Um, I really enjoyed these. I'm glad we, uh, I'm glad we held off until we could like dedicate time to each one of them. Um, I think that was a good choice. And also, uh, I don't know how to say it nicely. I, I mean, it is kind of the high point in the series, um, in terms of episode quality, but also maybe more importantly, as I don't remember exactly what happens next. So I remembered these episodes mm. pretty well. Uh, but I don't remember exactly where things are going next, so I'm excited to dive into these next episodes because I think they're going to be pretty fresh, or at least as they're watching, I'll probably be like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's what happened. So There's one episode that I hate that you'll probably love. Is it hilarious? Uh, a lot of Bolin in it. So. Then, then maybe. Then maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll have our third highest deficit in between episodes ever. Um well, anyway, uh, Chris has reason to be drowsy. I'm sitting over here just watching you be drowsy, and it's making me drowsy as well. And I don't have a good excuse for it. I'm just embarrassed. Um, but, hey, I, we're going to call that a wrap. It's a lot of fun to talk about these. We'd love to hear your opinions. This has been Avatar The Last Podcasters. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter. My name is Sean Shaler. Please leave your comments on the video or on uh, last underscore podcasters on Instagram or Twitter or facebook.com slash avatar the last podcasters we'd love to hear from you in the meantime take care and we will be back next week with probably another regular episode i imagine chris Chris, glad your symptoms are (laughs) go get some sleep and i'll see you next time hope you're feeling good (laughs) all right see you guys later take care